Now, this might come as a surprise to some of you, but I never, capital letters, never clean the house during nap time. I would rather sit and watch, honestly, I would rather sit down and watch a Netflix show, do something completely what most would consider unproductive than like do that during his nap time than I would spend that time cleaning the house. You're listening to Every Successful Rancher, a rural lifestyle and business podcast for women of the West. I'm Sarah Elrod, your host, serial entrepreneur and small town homemaker. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that behind every successful rancher is his wife that works in town. Around here, you can expect a perfect mix of Western living, homemaking, and business strategies to grow your brand online. Get ready for the real, the raw, and the rural. Welcome to Every Successful Rancher. Hey, hello, and howdy. Welcome back to another episode of the Every Successful Rancher podcast. So excited to have you guys here with me today for another episode. Um, Once again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you are listening on an audio version of the episode, make sure you go leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. That would be absolutely amazing. It would change my life. You have no idea. (laughs) These reviews are so good. Um, They make me feel really I'm happy that, you know, you guys are connecting with the show and all the things, but also it helps the show grow so that new people just like you can find it and support it um, and we can continue to grow together and get more amazing guests on the show um, and just more opportunities. And also it would allow me to do podcasting as like a full-time job, which would be really cool. So um, if you guys are interested in doing that, please, it would just take like one minute of your time. Uh, to go leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. I also want to mention our Patreon if you would like to support the show that way. Um, It's $5 a month to get uh, access to episodes early. So you'd get early release episodes as well as uh, commercial-free episodes, which is really cool as well. So all those links, by the way, will be down in the episode description or in the show notes wherever you are watching, listening, all the things. So make sure to go find those. Um, Anyway, so (laughs) the other day I was laughing at myself because I was, I think I was like scripting content or like maybe an episode, you know, scripting out the outline of the episode um, and just what I wanted to talk about. And then I kind of just went down this rabbit hole in my brain of like my brand and my business over the years and just how it shifted And it really just made me laugh because of how much things have changed for me over the years. Um, I went from being a horse trainer as like kind of my very first business I ever did. I was doing riding lessons and horse training. And then kind of simultaneously to that, but a little bit after was when I got into photography. And I really started out as like... I mean, I guess kind of a wedding photographer from the beginning. I didn't think I wanted to do weddings, um, but I started off like my senior year of high school. So I was doing other senior portraits a lot and just taking photos of my friends. And then that kind of led me into weddings. So kind of from the beginning, I started doing weddings. And then from there, um, you know, I did, gosh, wedding photography for like, how many years has it been now? Like seven years, eight years, something like that, which is so weird to think about and then now I'm just really leaning into helping other rural mompreneurs if you will that are kind of in the same place of life as I am I feel like basically ever since I decided to become an entrepreneur and start a business my ideal 
client customer base, my ideal audience, if you will, has always been kind of the same person that I was at any given time. So, you know, as I started my photography journey, I was kind of in that season of like wanting to get married and wanting you know weddings were like so fun and exciting and all the things and then that's when I was like so in-depthly involved in wedding photography but then I got married and then we started having babies and like weddings were not less appealing to me I mean they were kind of less appealing to me because I'd already like kind of been there done that I've been doing it for a long time I still love weddings but it's just a different kind of thing because it's just not where I'm at in my own life now I'm in baby mode and just mom mode and so I feel like I really connect with those kinds of people that are in a similar place of life so now my business has shifted to cater more to people in that similar space if that makes sense and so it's just kind of funny how that all works and I feel like it's probably true for a lot of you guys listening as well I think it's pretty natural for businesses to shift as we do like our own businesses will oftentimes shift through different changes as our lives change and that's kind of the beauty of being a business owner and an entrepreneur because we can do that which is really cool especially as personal brands Um, And it can just make our content and our like day-to-day work life feel a lot more authentic. I know it's like a buzzword and I kind of hate using it, but it's true. And, you know, just as we're living very similar experiences as our um, ideal clients and customer base, it's if we are living it out, that makes us more relatable. And in turn, it makes people want to work with us more because they know that we get them. So that's pretty cool. Um, But yeah, just funny how things change. And since I've stepped into the motherhood space, I will say I was kind of hit with a brick wall that I never saw coming. Uh, The lack there of time that I have had to get anything done in a day has shifted so much uh, these past 18 months that I have been a mom up until this point. And depending on when you're listening, at the time of this recording, my son is 18 months old and I'm pregnant with our second. So um, yeah, in the last year and a half, I can't even begin to describe how much our lives have changed and just the time it takes to do just about anything. (laughs) And people say that stuff all the time, like when you're having your baby, especially like a first baby, you know, they'll say that moms can never keep a clean house or that you, if you have a business, you'll never be able to get anywhere with it because if you stay at home with your kids and they take up 99% of your time. And silly little me over here kind of just brushed these statements off when people would say them or I'd read them or whatever I just brushed them off because I thought to myself like no way not me I will be the exception to this my kids are gonna be so quiet and well behaved and like never interrupt me and I'll just be able to sit down at my desk for eight hours like I did before and get work done hopefully you can hear my sarcasm or like my tone in all of this because spoiler alert that has definitely not been my reality in the slightest um, in my parenting journey so far I can honestly say that the beginning of it was the easiest even though it didn't feel like it was it really was when you have like a newborn a brand new baby they just sleep a ton and all you really do is just like feed them and change their diaper and that's kind of it they just sleep a lot for the <laughs> for the most part so and it's just funny to think back to when my son Stetson was 
firstborn and I just remember being so frustrated that I felt like I couldn't get anything done and that I had no time in the day when in reality I had so much more time than I do now with a busy toddler. It's so crazy. Um, And so it's just, yeah, it's wild. But in that season and you know this isn't to I I hate when people are like oh just wait it only gets worse so if you're a new mom I'm not going to sit here and tell you that (laughs) or anything because while yes frankly I thought it was easier in the beginning it might not be true for you and also you're just you have to learn it as you go right like that's just the journey of life and I would never sit here and I hate I just that always bothered me when people do like oh just you wait like the beginning's the easiest that's so annoying because when you're living it it doesn't feel easy at all and you'll never be able to put yourself in that mindset so it's really frustrating but there were I mean there were a lot of days in that season when I was calling my husband in tears because it was just so hard to do all the things and I wanted to do all the things right I wanted to continue having my usual work day that was like eight hours long and then I wanted to cook the dinners and clean the house and maintain everything around here and be the best stay-at-home mom I could be but also be this goal-crushing boss babe and bring home the dough and all that kind of stuff and I just felt like I was being needed and pulled in 50 million different directions and it made me feel so defeated and almost like I had made, and this sounds so bad, but almost I almost felt like I made like a mistake of being a stay-at-home mom because I didn't want to get a nanny and like being a mom is what I want. When I really like put my life down into you know pen and paper like what do I want I want to be a mom I've always wanted to be a mom but I love my business too and I wanted it to still thrive and work for me but I just really struggled with how to make that all happen and how to balance all of that now I can say that no matter what I am absolutely not a master at any of this and you know frankly kids are forever changing and their schedules are always going to change and life shifts and things whatever but I do think in the past few months especially because this like I said has been a journey I do feel like recently I have kind of learned how to make this chaotic life of being a stay-at-home mompreneur work for me and I am just going to claim it right now. I call it the two-hour workday. <laughs> Nothing groundbreaking. I'm sure I'm not the first one to say that. But uh, I call it that because really two hours is about all I get on any given day to be my most productive self. So in this episode, the world's longest intro ever, I'm going to be sharing all that I've learned, my own personal schedule, and I say schedule in like quotations because it's a soft, soft schedule, um, and how you can also make mompreneur life work for you if that's the season that you are in. So if that sounds good to you, then let's jump right on in. So the first thing we need to talk about is having a mindset shift. And I I don't know, if you know anything about me, I'm kind of like anti-mindset stuff because I think it's just a little fluffy, but I do, I, I believe in it at the same time. I think there's power in mindset, but it can be overused and fluffy and all the things. Um, I'm not a big fan of like the whole manifestation concept. <laughs> I think it's just like, dumb but um anyway 
If you're going to run a business or a side hustle from your house, from home, wherever, uh, while also being a stay-at-home mom, then you need to drop the idea right now that you are going to have endless amounts of time to do things. And you also need to get really comfortable with the concept of change and pivoting. And I promise you that whatever you think is going to be your reality once you have kids at any age, um, whatever you think that's going to look like, the reality of it is probably far from whatever you're thinking. And that's a beautiful and also terrifying thing. But when you can just kind of laugh at all the chaos and lean into all that it is, I promise you're going to be a lot more productive than you probably ever thought you possibly could be. And you'll also be shocked at just how much you actually can get done in a short amount of time. And that was a big thing for me is always feeling like I never had time to do things and then I would just get down in the dumps and like woe is me I can't do anything but when I was able to like shift like this is just how life is now and I can either sit here and whine about it or I can make it work for what it is at that point I was able to actually buck up and get things done and accomplish more so you would be really surprised how much you can get done in like a two-hour time period if you really buckle down and and get to work. So what I would advise is to lean into your children's current schedules and attitudes. And like I mentioned, these are going to be forever changing. You will never be on the same schedule for 18 years once you pop that baby out. It could be a weekly change. It could be a monthly change. You know, you might be on the same schedule for a few months, whatever. But just know that if you pick a schedule, you're going to have to be willing to adapt and change as things go on. But wherever they are currently at, lean into that. And this was a huge game changer for me. So for a really long time, I would try to put my son and my babies on my schedule, kind of just like how I wanted to do things. But it would kind of just end up blowing up in my face. And I... I don't know, like I always kind of had the mindset of like my kids are never going to change the way that I live my life. And I still believe in that to some degree. Like me and my husband have said that about eating out at restaurants and things like that. Like we're not going to let kids keep us from living our best lives. You know, they have the kids have entered into our lives. And so we're going to bring them along, even if that looks chaotic and hard at times. But it'll look different. I mean, there's compromises. There's times we don't do things because it is too much with kids. And there's times that we're like, all right, this is probably going to be super stressful and busy. And we're not going to sit down and relax, but we're still going to go out with our friends and we'll just bring the kids along. It's kind of similar with working from home in a sense where or just like your schedule even if you're not like working from home even if it's just a matter of feeling like you can't clean your house and like maintain stay-at-home mom duties it's like you have to just figure out ways to bring them into it and when I started to work around my kids schedule a little bit more than my own that felt easier and like I could get more done in a day so my son, if you ever get the chance to meet him, is the best thing that has ever happened to me. He's so much fun, but he is a busy boy. And I would be lying if I said I never used screen time to my advantage um, occasionally. I do try to limit it. You know, I don't want to just like have an iPad kid that sits in front of a computer all day long or whatever. But 
he tends to be you know so there but there are times throughout the day where I will turn on a show when I have to get something done and he's not letting me do it he's also not like a huge screen time kid anyway like I'll, I'll turn a tv on for a little bit but he's usually not just like zoned in for very long he's like I said he's busy but I try to limit that I try not to just have the tv on all day long kind of thing you know whatever um so he does typically tend to be his happiest self after breakfast in the morning like usually he wakes up in the morning he'll get a bottle and then we'll do breakfast and kind of in those first few hours in the morning he's his happiest self like right before his first nap or or I guess just his only nap he's kind of just on one nap now um for the day so those first few hours he'll play independently a lot of times not always but sometimes which is really great and so this is when I uh use that time to get some work done so and by work I mean work that I can do with distractions and sound in the background because obviously he's awake he's running around he's making a mess um but this would be things like answering emails maybe writing content copy if it's not like something I really have to think about too hard or like planning social media posts or making graphics things that are just a little bit lighter and fluffier or if I have photo shoots that I'm editing I might do some editing in that time because I don't have to really be thinking too hard to get some of those things done um, and so I don't have to have like dead silence in that season <laughs> and once he goes down for that nap around I don't know like noon-ish um, that's when I get my heaviest most brain powering work done for the day so that would either be writing out super important copy that I really have to be like thinking about you know maybe sales pages or sales copy or something along those lines or recording podcast episodes because I want to do that when it's quiet um, and this is really like the meat of my day and I only get about two hours to do it and the rest of it like the morning time work time yes that would technically put me over the two-hour workday thing but I say that this is a two-hour workday because the morning thing is hit or miss. Sometimes I get time to work in the morning, sometimes I don't. Sometimes the only work I get done is when he takes a nap. And so I limit my distractions heavily during his nap time. I avoid phone calls and I try so hard not to like scroll randomly and just like use my phone for no reason. Um, and most importantly, I go into every day's nap time with a plan. I never put my son down for a nap and have no idea what I'm going to work on as soon as he goes down. Like before I even put him in his room, I already know what I'm going to do. Um, and I just try to be really intentional and put that crucial time towards very important stuff. Prior to having kids, my day usually looked like waking up, immediately jumping into work until the evening, and then stepping into like my quote-unquote wife role. So laundry, cooking meals, cleaning the house, all those other things that we talked about. And I tried to maintain that after having my son, but what I found was that I was just getting frustrated by what little work done like for my business that I had that day and it turns out that your kids don't really like when you are just sitting around at a computer all day or sitting on a laptop all day. Um, they require more attention than that and I have found that with my son personally he is much happier when I am busy and kind of moving around the house. Now this might come as a surprise to some of you but I never capital letters never clean the house during nap time. 
I would rather sit and watch, honestly, I would rather sit down and watch a Netflix show, do something completely what most would consider unproductive than like do that during his nap time than I would spend that time cleaning the house. And I'll tell you why, because as I move from room to room, like if I'm folding laundry in our bedroom and putting clothes away, then he'll come with me and he'll like follow me into our room and then he'll go place, you know, open up cabinets and destroy things in there. And then we'll go to the kitchen and I'll do the dishes and I'll, you know, cook food or whatever meal prep and then I will maybe go pick up somewhere else and he kind of just follows me around and he's pretty happy doing that because I'm up and busy and I can kind of interact with him because it's nothing that is obviously too brain powering or whatever so it's like I would rather do those things when he is awake um, and even if that means not working during nap time and if that just means taking some me time to sit down on the couch and watch a show that I want to watch for the next two hours while he sleeps I would rather do that and do housework while he's awake um, just because again that's me leaning into his schedule and knowing the times that he's going to be the most content because otherwise if I try to sit down on the couch and watch a show when he's awake he's going to be like pulling at me to come do different things with him and all that kind of stuff so um, you know I want to use that 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 window that I have during the day to myself to to either get my work done that I need to get done or to just relax and and enjoy it so I know and I I just want to throw this out there that I know that this is not what the productivity gurus are going to tell you and all those like super famous entrepreneurs that everybody knows about um but I also want to say how many of those people actually have babies at home I know some of them have kids but I also feel like they weren't gajillionaires when they had a newborn baby in the house and so I feel like when they're like wake up at 4 a.m and do all these things it's all this self-help stuff they didn't have newborn infants that they were taking care of so like all this strategy that they have for taking care of babies and whatnot doesn't really I don't know has never really sat with me well because they have not experienced it and they don't know I mean, I don't want to say all of them, but I feel like I don't know a single one. I can't name a single one that has a newborn baby at home. So, you know, but you'll hear them say things like don't task hop and don't jump around from task to task, which is basically what I'm telling you to do. Like I will start a little laundry and clean the house. And literally, if I run into nap time, like if I'm halfway done folding laundry and I run into nap time, I will quit doing laundry after I put my son down and go work and then come back to it when he wakes up um, and again that's probably not what they would deem as the most productive thing ever but it is more productive to me than being frustrated and getting nothing done um, and if I'm at my computer trying to get work done and my son is having a meltdown I am going to stop what I'm doing and tend to him and try to find something else productive for myself to do And then when he settles down and I have a minute, then maybe I'll try to go back and work on whatever it is that I need to get done. So yes, it is a flip-flop kind of all day long and there are times when it drives me absolutely nuts. It's not my favorite thing to do and not my favorite way of going about it, but I have found that it is allowing me to get the most stuff done in a day, which does in turn make me happy. So let me go through and tell you just like a quick kind of recap of an average day for me. Now, like I said, I don't do like a hard schedule for anything because everything's changing all the time and some days are just different than others. But this is like, generally speaking, pretty, a pretty normal day. 
for us. So usually between like 5 and 5.30 a.m. is when I usually wake up. I get up when my husband gets up for work in the morning. So his alarm usually goes off about 5. So we kind of roll out of bed, 5.15-ish maybe. And then I get up, I go into the kitchen, and he is in the shower getting ready, all that kind of stuff. I will make coffee, and then I make his breakfast and his lunch for the day. And then usually he is out the door a little bit before 6. And so then once he leaves, that's when I either shower or get myself dressed and ready and then you know do my hair do my makeup um kind of just get myself ready for the day I make the bed all that kind of good stuff right around like 6 45 ish maybe depending on how in depth I got ready that day um we'll say 6 30 6 45 I sometimes will try to go sit down at my desk for a little while and just kind of come up with a plan for the day maybe do some quiet time um I do like to spend that time just you know, whatever it might look like. I'm not super consistent about it. I would love to spend that time doing probably more Bible and journaling reading than that I should be. Um, I used to be really good about it. I haven't been super great about it lately. Um, I need to get better at it. But um, just kind of like some quiet time to do whatever it is that I want to do right in that moment. So journaling, reading my Bible. Sometimes it's just figuring out a plan for the day. Um, maybe work on a few uh, quick like small tasks answering emails whatever uh, right around 7 15 ish we'll say is when uh, my son gets up so my toddler I'll probably be saying my toddler just because I will be having a, a baby here pretty soon and so I feel like I just need to clarify this is when my toddler would get up um, it does kind of vary day to day. Sometimes he wakes up at 6.45. Sometimes he wakes up at 8.30. <laughs> um, I don't usually let him sleep to 8.30. That's pretty rare. But um, it could be 8 o'clock at the latest is typically when he'd get up. So then about 7.30 is when I give him a bottle of milk and then I would lay him on the couch and uh, during that and turn on a show for him to watch while he's drinking his bottle. And then that's when I sneak out of the house to go feed the horses because he would love to come with me in the mornings but right now it is the middle of winter and it's really cold and trying to put a jacket on him and get him all bundled up just to like take five minutes outside to go feed the horses sounds like a lot of work so usually I'll just give him a bottle uh and then run outside go feed the horses real quick and then come back and then right around eight o'clock is when I would make us both breakfast so eggs um you know whatever toast for the day just uh make us some something good to eat 8 20 to 8 30 ish would be like clean up um clean up breakfast do the dishes load the dishwasher all that kind of good stuff and then either go work on something at my desk for a little bit if he's content or I would do some household tasks during this time, depending on my son's mood. So maybe I would go do a load of laundry or maybe I would vacuum or just clean the house or do something during that time that's a little more keeping my body busy, which in turn, again, makes my son happier versus having him come stand at my desk and cry at me. <laughs> and so um, then right around 10 o'clock a.m. or so, I would take a break from whatever I'm doing, play with him, give him attention. Um, maybe we'd go outside for a little bit, kind of change up his activity, do something, you know, maybe more of like a sensory activity just or just change up the, the idea. You know, if it's a nice day, I'd like to take him outside before his nap, ideally. But right now it's been so cold, so it's harder to get outside for he's fine out there. I am not. I 
I'm very cold. So I don't love going and sitting outside right now. <laughs> so um, and then around like 1130, I would either give him a snack or lunch. Um, usually just a snack. I would like to try to make that lunchtime, but he just never seems to be that hungry during that point. So it's usually just kind of like a snack. And then right around 12 p.m. is when he goes down for his nap. And then 12, you know, I'll just say 12, 15-ish um, is when I start my heavy workload. So sometimes between like putting him down and whatever, if I haven't eaten lunch yet, I'll go make myself food and carry it to my desk and then eat and then boom start my workload so my two hour clock begins and then right around 2 p.m ish is when he would wake up from his nap 2 15 we would eat lunch or a snack depending on what he had before his nap and then maybe i'd turn on a show again for another half hour or so and kind of just finish whatever work tasks that i was working on for the day in that little time period when he's kind of still just waking up um just I'll just set him down, put a show on, and then go finish up, wrap up whatever I need to kind of for the day. And then three o'clock is usually when I'm done working for the day and I kind of enter mom and wife mode. So then it's like I really pay attention to cleaning my house and putting stuff away. And so I put a lot of focus on this. So before my husband gets home, obviously in the morning and when my toddler's been running around, he tears everything apart. So I try to just kind of get a good clean before my husband gets home four o'clock um i'll usually start dinner ish 5 p.m my kid will eat dinner 6 p.m my husband will get home and we will eat dinner together this very very much is a changing factor day to day my husband is not a he gets home at the same time every single day sometimes it's six o'clock sometimes it's eight o'clock sometimes it's four o'clock depending on the day but I could probably say 6 to 6.30 is the most average, I think, right now. Um, so then about 6.30, I will put my toddler in a bath. And then 7 o'clock, he gets another bottle of milk. He will snuggle his dad on the couch while I clean up dinner. And then about 7.30 is usually when he goes to bed for the night. And then by 8 o'clock, um, me and my husband are sitting down and we'll usually watch a show for another hour, hour and a half or so. And then typically about 9 o'clock is when we go to bed every day. And that's kind of what our days look like. Um, so I would love to hear first off if <laughs> like that is anything you guys can resonate with. I'll do probably like a post on Instagram or something with our schedule. So if you see that over on the Every Successful Rancher Instagram page, let me know what schedule, like if any of that uh, kind of sounds like your schedule or what you guys do differently. Because I always think that's kind of fun to hear what people do in their daytime. Um, so... Quickly, I just want to say some, after all of that, some time-saving business-ish tips. Um, like when it comes to all the mom stuff, like just the life, laundry, kids feeding them, all that kind of stuff, I really just squeeze it in wherever I can throughout the day. I fold laundry on the bed while my son's in the kitchen pulling everything out of the cabinets. My life really is just following him around all day long and putting away all his messes. But some of the best advice I think I've ever gotten was something that I read on Instagram or I saw it on like an Instagram reel or something. And it was how to get stuff done when you have kids. Um, and she basically said that in order for her to make her own messes and aka to like 
do things, get stuff done, she has to let her kids make their own messes. And I've never read something so true in my life. Like, yeah, it feels like you're just constantly cleaning up something all day long, which you kind of are. But in order to get a load of laundry folded and done, maybe that means my son is next to me pulling everything out of the cabinet that is in the bathroom or whatever. And so, you know, they just, they make messes or sometimes if I you know if he takes a short nap or if I have to get more stuff done that I can't just do in just the time that he's sleeping for nap time then I will give him a really messy fun activity to do next to me and all I can think about like I've done that when I've recorded podcast episodes before where I'll be sitting here recording a podcast episode and he's next to me with like paint and just stuff all over him and it's going to be an absolute disaster to clean up, but you got to do what you got to do to get stuff done. But as for the actual business stuff itself, I do have some advice for how to kind of save some time in that sense. And that would be to use a content calendar. So mine, I will link in the show notes and in the description. I use Notion um, as my kind of host or whatever of my template for my content calendar and then you can actually get the template that I use and Notion is free so that's very a bonus point um so you can get that in the in the show notes um but also I have a main idea for every single month on what my focus is going to be in my business so this is something that I would definitely recommend you to do as well. So like, are you wanting to book a certain number of clients this month? Are you trying to sell a specific product this month? And be specific. Don't just say things like, oh, well, I want to make $1,000 this month. Go deeper than that. Like, what are you specifically going to sell and push to reach that exact goal? And then how are you going to do that? And then you can create all of your content for that month around your goal. And it just makes planning out your content and just your marketing strategy in general. And just having a focus, I feel like, helps you go into each day with more of just a like a to-do list than it would if you were just like, well, I don't know what to do today. Nobody's reached out. Um, you know, you kind of got to force yourself to have things to do. So use free value to push people to your paid offers, basically, right? Like that's what social media is for. We want to be putting free value out there so that people want to buy from us eventually. And you might be thinking, well, I'm like a storefront, so I don't just sell like one particular offer or one thing. And that's true, but you are likely focusing on something specific at any given time. So maybe a new line of clothing just dropped for you, or it's like the Valentine's season. So you're selling, you're pushing Valentine's clothing or spring or winter clothes or whatever it is. Um, you know, seasonal items or limited time products. Maybe there's just like a specific sale you're going to push. And if you're a service-based business, what services are you going to go heavy on this month? Um, and like for photographers, that could be, you know, with May coming up, you know, that's Mother's Day. So maybe you're doing like Mommy and Me minis or like Father's Day or, um, you know, maybe you're going to plan ahead for Christmas minis and Thanksgiving and um, Halloween photo shoots and things like that. And then, you know, wedding time, you're going to probably do a big push for weddings when it's wedding season or proposal season. So though, and that's typically February to like November or 
I mean, November to February is usually when the most people are getting engaged. So that's when you're going to be pushing weddings a lot because people are getting engaged and now they're going to start booking their vendors. So, you know, there's different seasons where you're going to talk about different things and push certain offers a little bit heavier. So you're not just talking about the same thing all year long. You have different focuses throughout the year to kind of change things up. So plan out your talking points, plan out your captions for every single week, schedule your Facebook and Instagram content inside of Meta Business Suite. And yes, you can schedule reels in there as well. And then you can use a content resource membership such as mine, shameless plug, but you can use the Social Herd, which is my, my content resource membership for done for you captions and templates to make creating content even faster for you. And again, all the links to everything that I'm talking about will be down below um, or in the description, whatever you're listening to or however you're watching or listening, all the things, <laughs> everything we're talking about, episode description. Um, but yeah, so there's just, there's a lot of different ways to save time. And I feel like probably the biggest one is going in with a plan and then just having lowered expectations of what you're going to get done. You know, being a mom is seriously the most important job that you have. So just remember that whatever work you didn't get done on any given day it will never compare to those moments that you got to spend with your little one. Um, so you have to be a special breed of a woman to be a stay-at-home mom and a business owner, right? Like that's a lot of work. I mean, either one of those things is a lot of work on their own. To try to be both is like craziness and I totally relate to you because I am that kind of crazy and I would love to meet more of you that are also that kind of crazy. So if you get one thing done, it's something to be proud of and even if that just means you showered that day, maybe that's your accomplishment for the day and that's okay. Um, you can be proud of yourself and just know that there's always tomorrow. So um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that this helped you, even if it just gave you a little bit of encouragement um, that you're you're not failing if you're not getting stuff done and that the two-hour workday might be what your day and your seasons look like right now. Maybe that's all the time you have. Just know that you're not a failure and you don't need to, you know, think of yourself as one and that if you can't afford to hire a nanny or send your kid to daycare or if that's just not what you want to do that doesn't make you a bad business owner it doesn't make you anything other than just who you are so I love you thank you for listening and I will chat with you again in the next one bye You've just finished another episode of the Every Successful Rancher podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Every Successful Rancher and join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. For the mega fans of the show or anyone wanting to show support, you can join our Patreon and get early released episodes as well as listen ad-free. The link will be in the episode description. If you like what you heard, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. One minute of your time can be a game changer for the show. Plus, it helps other amazing rural women find us and join the party. If you would like to sponsor or advertise your business on Every Successful Rancher, please head to sarahelrod.com slash sponsor ESR for more information. Thanks again for being here and I'll talk with you in the next one.